Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today we're covering r slash entitled parents, where an entitled mother tries to steal a baby. And now a brief word from our sponsors. Our next Reddit post is from Becca RM, and OP clarifies that this story takes place in El Salvador in about 1998. Warning, this story is quite racist and classist, so it's gonna take all your tolerance to control your desire to kill this Karen, although I don't blame you if you can't. A long time ago, more than 20 years ago, my mother had just joined my father and his family. She was a very hardworking person. She studied and worked, in addition to helping my father's family every time she could since she didn't have a family. Everyone loved her for these qualities. At the same time, my uncle had married a woman, let's call her Liz. Like my mother, Liz had grown up in a poor and toxic family, but she was not at all as hardworking and kind as my mother, nor as beautiful. Liz always envied my mother. She may have been married to a rich man, and I had a better economic position than my mother, but for Liz, it wasn't enough. She wanted to be admired and loved just like my mother, so she always competed with her. Although, mom didn't know that she was competing until she left the family. Liz always tried to steal credit from my mother or make my father look bad to the other members of the family. And when she didn't succeed, she would cry like a little girl so that someone would take her side. One day, my mother announced to the family that she was pregnant. Everyone celebrated, and this angered Liz. A couple of months later, she announced that she was also pregnant. Clearly, she was competing with my mother again. Over time, it became known that both Liz and my mother were going to have girls, and they were very excited. Liz always talked to everyone about how her daughter would be, saying that her girl would have the white skin of her father, the green eyes of her, and brown hair. I don't know where the brown hair would come from, but, well, my mother only hoped that I was born in good health. My mother never stopped working, even while pregnant, while Liz stayed home nine months pregnant without doing anything. The first to be born was me. I was born healthy. Liz didn't even hold me when I was introduced to the family. She was still talking about her daughter. A few months later, my cousin was born, and it was here where Liz's pride went to the bottom. Her daughter was born very similar to her, with dark skin and straight hair, and the brown eyes of the father. She was nothing like the white girl with brown hair and green eyes that she wanted. Even so, my cousin was beautiful. When my mother arrived at Liz's house, she left me with my cousin in the crib, and while she had coffee with my aunt and Liz, she noticed how she paid me a lot of attention. Liz always approached the crib and tried to play with me, ignoring her own daughter. I was born identical to my mother, with very light skin, black hair, a small pink mouth, and big brown eyes. Liz always complimented my skin and my eyes, to which my mother was grateful. She also tried to outshine me, which my mother didn't see favorably since she neglected my cousin. And attending to me was my mom's job. One day, Liz... Oh man, one day Liz approached the crib to see me. She asked my mother if she wanted to change her daughters. Mom knew she wasn't joking. Even so, she tried to make it look like a joke. Liz insisted and my mother left with a smile. The conversation went something like this. It shows that you like my daughter very much and I like yours. If we exchange them, we'll be happier. I have a good economic position and I'll be able to give her everything she needs. Then my mom said, What she needs is her mother. You give your daughter what she needs and I'll give mine the same, but only to my true daughter. I don't intend to give my daughter to you. Your daughter doesn't seem like your daughter. She adapts more to our family. 
She has a more delicate appearance that will fit with our way of life. Do you plan to deprive her of that? Mine, on the contrary, adapts more to your style. Not that it'll be difficult to work. Do you know how racist and stupid you sound? I'm not a racist. I'm only telling the truth. I need this girl. Besides, there will be no difference. They're almost the same age, and I doubt that the family cares. I need this girl for the simple fact that she's mine. She's my daughter. I gave birth to her. You plan to deprive that girl of a comfortable and happy life just because of your selfishness? What kind of mother are you? Anybody would be happy to exchange children with me. My mother, already angry about this, ended up screaming at her. A better mother than you, because I fight for my daughter and I do not treat her as an object as you do now. I'll give my daughter everything she needs and you fill your daughter with the happy life that you presume. But don't try to treat the girls as objects. You attend to your daughter and I'll attend to mine. And don't even think of throwing a tantrum over this. My mother and I left that house, and for a long time, she didn't let Liz see or visit me. Nor did she leave me alone with her, for fear that Liz would steal me from my mom. Liz believed that she deserved a white daughter because, according to her, she adjusted more to her status. Yes, as racist and as stupid as it sounds. And that my mother was selfish for not wanting to exchange. Since then, Liz tried to make life impossible for my mother, bothering her at work and inventing accidents and even slander to blame her. She'd even stolen some photos of me and presented me as her daughter to her acquaintances and friends, something that was soon known as a lie when they went to visit Liz's house. Liz didn't mistreat her daughter, but she always yearned to exchange babies. This continued until my uncle and Liz divorced a few years later. She left the country and rarely contacted her daughter. Shortly after the divorce, it was revealed what kind of person Liz was, and of course, my mother told everyone about the exchange of daughters. Now, Liz is a black stain in our family and is hated even by her own daughter. No one had ever told my cousin about the exchange that her mother wanted to do. P.S. Despite all this, my cousin and I grew up as sisters and we get along great. I'm very happy to have the mother I have and that this exchange never happened. Having a mother like that is really disgusting, and I'm very sorry for my cousin. I've told hundreds and hundreds of stories of entitled parents, and this lady deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame. She's racist, classist, and absolutely nuts. <laughs> what kind of nut job do you have to be to try and trade babies? Lady, they're human beings, not Pokemon cards. Our next Reddit post is from Pot Collage. So I decided I want to order myself an <clears throat> personal massager on Amazon. So I got myself a nice little toy. Literally just a piece of silicone shaped like a word I'm not going to say on YouTube. That's it. It arrived at my house and I took it into my room. My mom and sister begging to know what was inside. I told them, this is private. It's something only for me. My mom goes, well, what if it's something you're not supposed to have? She probably would consider an item like this to be something too adult for me, unfortunately. I told her she's just going to have to trust me on that, that I wouldn't be that stupid as to have something illegal shipped directly to my house. But you don't get to have any privacy from your mother. Very small, stupid phrase, but it kind of scared me. At what age do I become my own person? They still don't know I have it, as they finally let it go, but it put me on edge. And she wonders why I don't have full trust in her. And down in the comments, there's lots of stories of people who have awkward parents as well. 
I love comics replies. Bruh, like for real. My mom tried to have the talk with me at 20 years old. Then she tried to say I shouldn't tell my sister about these types of things. My sister is 22. (laughs) It was unnecessarily awkward and cringe. Our next Reddit post is from Millie2610. Ever since I was little, I had already decided I wouldn't have kids, even if the reason changed from time to time. When I was younger, it was because I had a little brother and I really hated him. So I didn't want to risk having a child just like him to take care of. As I got older, it started to be more about money and comfort. Having a baby means you have to carry it for nine months and then go through excruciating pain to get it out. And then said baby proceeds to suck money, time, and patience from you for at least 18 years, probably more. No matter what argument I used, all my relatives kept saying that I was too young to decide that, that I would change my mind in the future, etc. In my teenage years, I realized I was a lesbian and recently me and my girlfriend started to consider adopting a kid in the future for the sole purpose of raising them better than our parents raised us, but we haven't decided anything yet. I realized I was a lesbian by 14 and started dating a girl at the high school when I was 16. Not the one I'm currently dating. We broke up after a little while, but we're still friends to this day. The problem was, my mom and her part of the family were really religious, Jehovah's Witnesses. My dad is atheist, and his part of the family, while still religious, is accepting of gay people. But my mom's family is way bigger and more present in my life. As I got older, relatives started bugging me about if I was dating someone. It was really awkward because technically, yes, I was, but I couldn't say that, so I always answered no. When I turned 18, my aunt, she was always annoying, even when I was a kid, started setting up dates for me with all the guys around my age at church. I obviously didn't want to go, but my mom forced me to, saying, She's just trying to help you. You should go, even if it's just to make her happy. So I ended up suffering through three different, extremely awkward dinners with three guys I didn't know, and they looked just as awkward as me. I guess she ran out of young adults to throw at me, so she left me alone besides the usual. So, are you dating someone? And the really annoying suggestive looks every time I say no. Three months ago, I'm 23 now, I got caught with my current girlfriend. We were at a party and she had too many drinks, so I drove her home and gave her a goodbye kiss when I dropped her off. It was still late afternoon, so it wasn't dark yet, so apparently a random old lady that was close friends with my grandmother saw us kissing and told my grandmother. Because, apparently, old religious people had nothing better to do. I'd stopped believing in God when I was 12 and told my mom when I was 14. She was really upset and mad at me after that, but luckily she didn't tell any of my relatives. Probably because she didn't want to deal with the drama that would follow. So, the follow-up to the reveal was a wave of relatives worried about me. Jehovah's Witnesses have this thing on how people can change. They basically think being gay is a choice and trying to bring me back to God and stuff. And then came in the aunt I mentioned earlier. She started with the same arguments as everyone else, but then she chimed in with, But if you only date girls, you'll never have kids. Already tired of this drama, I argued back that I didn't even want kids. And if I decided to have one in the future, I could always adopt or resort to artificial insemination. She kept bugging me for days with the same arguments about how I was young and naive and would eventually change my mind, and how children are a gift from God for every woman on earth, that my life would never be complete without one, how a homosexual marriage would never bring me true happiness, and how I would die sad and alone because I didn't have kids to take care of me when I turned old. 
After a few days of this, she gave me an ultimatum. If I didn't give up my homosexual relationship, she would tell the church about it. Jehovah Witnesses have this thing. If you willingly commit a sin and don't show any remorse, you're basically kicked out of the church. That wouldn't be so bad, but after being disassociated, every member of the church is instructed to avoid you. Basically, not talk to you and not give you any support until you took shame on your actions and apologized. Which would mean half of my family was going to pretend I didn't exist. I was in the middle of college, so I still live with my parents. Luckily, disassociation doesn't include kicking your child out, but I didn't want to be trapped in an environment where two people, my mom and my brother, would pretend I didn't exist, so I decided to move out. I live in Brazil, and here, public colleges are pretty good, so paying for it wasn't a problem. When I explained my plan to my girlfriend, she quickly pulled some strings and managed to recommend me a small apartment near my college that I could rent without selling an organ. But that still meant I was going to have to find a job, and considering we're in the middle of coronavirus outbreak, that could take forever. And then, to my surprise, my dad came in when I was talking with my girlfriend through video chat. We talked for a long time, and long story short, he wasn't exactly happy about my relationship, but it was less because it was with a girl, and more because I never told him, and said that as long as it was making me happy, he would support me. I showed him the apartment I was planning on getting, and he said he would pay the rent for me for the rest of my college years. He then repeated what he used to tell me when I was a teenager. As long as it's something for your education and future, I'll pay for it. I don't think I need to describe how happy and relieved that made me. We now talk with each other daily, and I started contacting with his side of the family through video chat about my situation. They also support me, and one of my cousins said she'll help me with my furniture and stuff. I'm currently trapped in my house due to quarantine while I ignore several calls from people from church. But once this is all over, I'll finally be able to cut some people out of my life and never look back. The depressing thing about this is that the comments are absolutely filled with people who have had similar encounters with religious parents. I can't imagine abandoning your own child just because they have different beliefs than you. Our next Reddit post is from Faco5045. So this is not my story, but the story of my best friend who I'll call JJ, and it happened about two years ago. JJ came out to his family when he was about 27 years old. Aside from them, everyone else in his life knew he was gay. And there was a good reason for it. As he expected, his parents reacted horribly to the news and basically disowned him at that moment. They later told both extended families and his uncles and grandparents cut him off too. His maternal grandmother went as far as to try to take him out of his dead maternal grandfather's will. She failed due to the will's conditions. No one could modify it, not even the main representative, aka grandma. And homosexuality was not listed in the conditions that could make the inheritance void. Or grandpa didn't expect it to happen, or he just didn't care, take your guess. JJ was legally the partial owner of some properties and also got a substantial amount of money, which got even bigger when he reclaimed in cash his corresponding share of the houses, which forced his family to buy them from him. JJ didn't need the money, actually. By this point, he was a moderately successful professional and lived in his own apartment. But it severed any legal binding he had with his family that could become a problem in the future. He still kept good relationships with his sister and most of his cousins, but even if they invited him to family gatherings, he always declined. Fast forward three years, and JJ is getting married to his longtime boyfriend, Skye, whose family was the polar opposite of JJ's. When they found out, they made royal wedding-style plans for the guy's elopement. Sky's family is very wealthy, and JJ contributed to the whole extravaganza with a portion of his inheritance. JJ invited his friends as his guests, including yours truly as the best man. 
some co-workers, his sisters, and the cousin he still spoke to. Don't get me wrong, it was a lot of people. The wedding was amazing, done in an underground venue. His sister took him to the altar, there was an orchestra playing, etc. Fairy tale style. And the after party, well, I can't remember half of it because I was so drunk. But it was from another world. They said go big or go home, and they really went big. But enough of the context. You came here for the juicy part. JJ told the good cousins not to tell anything to his parents or other family members about the wedding because he didn't want trouble. But obviously, the next day their social media accounts were full of pictures and words spread like wildfire. At first it was small things. He started receiving calls from aunts about why they weren't invited. The bad cousins complained via Facebook and other nuisances. He just ignored them and blocked numbers and accounts. He didn't want or need to give explanations when they'd all made it clear their positions years prior. But one day, hell came directly to their door. JJ's parents, his maternal grandma, and his paternal grandparents, all the heads of the families, came to visit. How they found out where he lived is still a mystery to him. Sky was working and JJ was alone in the house, so there was no one to help him against the crook squad. His name, not mine. I can't actually transcribe what happened because he didn't use exact words when he told me this, but it seems at first they tried to be gentle, asking how could he leave them out of such an important event that directly affected the family, and things like that. His mom even used the, You took away my chance of seeing my only male son's marriage argument. He pointed out that they were the ones that expelled him from the family and that they hated everything gay. Half of that wedding was LGBT crowd, if you're wondering. They classified his exile as a misunderstanding. The bickering between the six continued for a long time until he got tired and asked what they wanted, as he couldn't redo the wedding. The maternal grandma spilled the beans. Ungrateful brat, at least compensate us for not inviting us to a wedding we paid for. That was the problem. The maternal grandma and his parents were mad he had used the family money on the ceremony. He later told me they actually thought he had paid everything and had burned all of his inheritance, when it was more like 30-40% to 40% of the wedding. Sky's family paid more and JJ still had the inheritance money, and they wanted it back. They'd brought the grandparents with them as an additional emotional leverage. As I told you earlier, JJ had made sure the money had no legal bindings to his family anymore. But for some reason, they still believed it was theirs to a point they were mad he had spent it. He confronted them, and they threw away their facade. What came next was a serious fight in which both JJ and his father ended up hitting each other until the neighbors called the police. Charges were pressed on both ends, but in the end, the case was declared a tie. Don't ask me how that's possible because I don't know. And JJ wasn't forced to pay one cent. He was also able to ask for restraining orders against all of them. To this day, JJ's still shaken about the event. He had prepared himself for years knowing that his family would hate him because of his sexuality. But he still retained some hope that far in the future they could mend things. He lost that hope after they tried to emotionally scam him. Thanks for reading. And as unbelievable as this behavior sounds, there's similar stories down in the comments. Coquette33 shares this. This makes me think of my sister. We had a fight about my sexuality where she told me she never wanted to talk to me again and to not contact her. I was 20 and she was 32 at the time. Years later, I bumped into her at a family meeting and she eventually corners me and confronts me. You're so mean you stopped talking to me. I can't believe you would do that to a family member. Of course, I was blown away, like WTF? 
After the shock passed, I told her, well, you were the one who told me never to contact you again. I kid you not, she pouted and said these exact words. Well, come on, you should know better than to trust anything I say when I'm angry. What the actual flip? You didn't talk to me for seven years. That was r slash Entitled Parents, and if you enjoy this podcast, then please be sure to follow me because it really helps my podcast grow.